Have a name that's incredibly hard to pronounce? For $1 a month over at patreon.com slash infendoradio, you can laugh at us while we try to pronounce it and fail. Collecting every coin so you don't have to. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 572. I am not Eugene. Um, it no. is it is it is the second of December. We are not doing the show live because but those I of am you who only Eugene. listen to the podcast wouldn't know any different. Yeah, maybe. Although <laughs> yeah. maybe all the editing sounds really different because Eugene has to add all the music and post, whereas usually he just you know clips mm. it all. Movie magic. We don't know how any of this is going to work. Yeah. Um. Eugene was indisposed or predisposed. I guess is a better way of saying that. So he will not be joining us tonight. And as we all know, when Eugene disappears, I become the de facto Eugene. So my name yep. is Lucas. Um, as you've also heard, I am joined by my usual lovely co-hosts, who also are not Eugene, um, one of which is Justin. Justin, how are you tonight? I am doing well. I want to make sure I get my plug out there, go to the DisneyParkBench.com, and read my latest blog. Um, that's about all I got to offer there. So, Oh yeah, also follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin and at Utilidork fantastic however you are not the only one who enjoys plugging things the other one would be steve steve where are you plugging i will plug wherever you want me to baby boy there it is all right and with that you can find me at my one and only site it is my linktree website which is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash j-e-n-t-a-s I need to develop a song for that. That would be so much more fun. Yeah. Um, so, I... call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Lucas, since you didn't get to get your plug in, where can the people find you? Well, when I'm not questioning why I add this as a link on my resume, um, you can find me at a variety of places, but obviously the most important of that would be my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash C slash L-U-K-A-S-P-E-A-C-E, all one word. That's where I post videos about things, mostly games. So go check that out. Um, and as always, you know, you can find us all at infendo.com and the Infendo Discord and all those wonderful places. But hey, Eugene's not here tonight, so we're not going to, you know, drown you guys in links. We will, however, be right back. We're going to take a little break. Then we're going to talk about the news and the games we've been playing. Won't that be exciting? For $5 a month, we can give you something better than the Lost Woods. We've got what we call the Hidden Feed. That gets you our all-access pass to everything we do behind the scenes. And otherwise, head over to patreon.com slash Radio and pledge your $5 today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Infendo Radio. We're, we're totally here. We're totally ready. Um, however, we have not yet thanked our amazing producers who help make this show possible each and every week. So to do that is going to be um, Stephen doing the honorary thanking. Steve? Yep. Take um, As we do every week, we want to thank our four wonderful, wonderful producers for continuing to support us over at patreon.com slash Radio. And they are, in no particular order, Minus64, 
Slacker Monkey, and our two executive producers, DJ and the Bryanosaurus. So thank you guys for continuing to support us, even though it's Christmas time and you're probably as broke as I am. And we're not giving you a live show this week, so nope. extra thank you, you know? Exactly. We're, we're skirting by on the bare minimum, and you guys are there for it, and we appreciate you. Um, however, we got news to talk about, or at the very least, we got games to talk about. Um, I have almost nothing to talk about. I'm incredibly boring. So I'm going to pass it over news. to you. All right, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you then. We can talk some okay. news. We can talk games we've been playing. But my life has just been Pokemon. So, Steve, what you got? S- so we got Switch version 11.0.0 yep, um, the other day. I think it was two days ago. And for once, it was not just, um, what do they normally put that as? Uh, More icons. Secure, security <laughs> things, basically, is what they do it as. No, we got a bunch of stuff this time. So there's a new app on the home menu. So you've got all your games up top, and then down below that, you've got a bunch of apps. Um, we got a new one for the Nintendo Switch Online. And it's kind of weird because it's bright red, and all of the other apps are just the normal color of your background. So it stands out, but I guess that's what they want it to do because they want you to buy it. And it gives you a direct link to all of the stuff that you can get for Switch Online. Um, A feature that is in there that I didn't realize I wanted, and I'm going to read this verbatim um, (laughs) just so I make sure I get it right. A new feature that automatically downloads backed up save data was added to the save data cloud. When using software with the same account linked to multiple systems... Save data backed up from one console will all, all automatically be downloaded to your other systems. So basically, if you're like me, or I think uh, DJ actually has two switches as well, where you've got a switch light and a switch proper, um, you play a game. I, I had this all the time. I lost a bunch of themes on Tetris 99 because of it. You play a game on one system, it backs up to the cloud. And then you go to play it on the other system and you do some stuff there, but then your saves are out of whack. So you go to download the most current one, overriding the uh, progress that you did in that last Tetris 99 tournament. You have a special kind of problem with that kind of stuff. <laughs> I do. No more. As long as you've downloaded the save for the first time on both switches, they will keep themselves synced up now is how I understand that to read. Which is going to be awesome for playing um, Age of Calamity. Um, you've got a trending <coughs> feature has been added to the user page. Um, you can see what the popular games are that all your friends are playing is basically what I saw. I checked that uh, out, actually. It's pretty cool. You can just kind of get it? a, yeah, you just kind of get a view of what, like, everybody's playing. It'll say, like, oh, like, these five users are all playing Age of Calamity right now. These yeah. people are playing Pokemon. It's like, oh, cool, I didn't know he played okay. that, you know? Like, yeah. So there's another one where you can finally transfer screenshots and videos from the album directly to your smartphone. That and it works It works kind of like it does on some of the DSLR cameras, from what I understand. I've done it. It's not hard. It was just strange to me because I don't have a fancy camera. But basically what it does is you open up your screenshot and you go to post it like you would to Twitter. But there's a send to mobile device button. You click there, you scan a QR code on your device, your Switch creates a private network for your Switch and your mobile device, and then you scan a second code and it takes you to an IP address in the web browser, and you just download all the images from that just like you would download any other picture illegally off the internet. 
That's cool. <laughs> so it works really, really well. It's uh, seamless. So I like it. Um, something good for streamers and, you know, people like Lucas that do video game capture. Um, a new copy to computer via USB connection feature was added under system settings, data management, manage screenshots and videos. So basically you can just use the USB cable that came with your switch, connect it to your computer, toss them there and then do whatever you need to, to get it on your website or blog or YouTube channel or whatever. So that's kind of cool. Um, you can finally choose what downloads to prioritize, which again is something that I didn't realize I wanted until I just recently had to re-download some of my games because I upgraded my memory card. And I always have to wait to do Mortal Kombat until the very end because it's a 32 gig game. My God, yes. I don't have to do that anymore. So I can basically set them all to download and then I can go back to the home screen and tell them which order to download it in. So that's kind of cool. Um, we got 12 new icons for the 30th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, of which, f from what I understand, and here we go, it's going away on March 31st, just like Mario is. So after March 31st, 2021, Mario will no longer exist. No big deal. Um, you can name your preset button mappings. That's and... not true, by the way. <laughs> what? No, just, just in case. It... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was sarcasm. I'm holding up my sarcasm sign. But, you know, you, you do raise a good point, right? Like, it's so weird how they're doing this stuff now. Like, I had Fire Emblem download, um, uh -huh. the, the classic Fire Emblem stuff, and that's, like, a limited-time release that goes oh, away. Oh, yeah, I gotta get that. Like, I get it. They're trying to create scarcity, but I don't like it, you know? I don't yeah. like this, like, you know, Disney Vault-style, you know, release mm -hmm. system. So. Well, and and you know, as as many people have speculated, it could just be one of those. Hey, it's only available in this format until this date, and then afterwards, you know, you there's a slightly different version of it. We don't yeah. know what right. they're going to do with it, but I'm sure. <laughs> I just I hate the artificial scarcity <coughs> thing. You know, it it, yeah. it brings back so many memories of like the Wii. Except they're being so oh, yeah. much more brazen about it this time, you know? I'm hoping it's like a COVID tactic, you know? I'm hoping it's because they don't have as many, like, dev resources to devote to making new stuff. So they're right. getting a little desperate. And but, but, like, I'm telling you, I'm not a fan of this, like, oh, hey, you better get it before March or it could be gone forever kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Well, I don't even like Fire Emblem, but that's almost made me get it just because it's like, well, yeah, I want the it. same way, like, I... I I mean, I do want to try Fire Emblem, so I'm going to be getting that anyway, just, you know, for the sake of starting at the beginning. But, like, I probably would have sat on it for a while if it weren't for the mm -hmm. fact that, oh, you don't get it by whatever, you know. Well, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's free in Japan as part of the, the Nintendo Online service. Now, you know, they had to translate it for the first time into English, right. so, you know, there is a little work that goes into it you know it's not like it was a it was a you know free swap over or anything it's not like they had the file just sitting around i assume but yeah it's still it's a little eh, it's a little weird it's a little sketchy uh, so and then one final feature brazilian portuguese is yes. now available as so, a language on the switch so for all of those of you who have just been dying to get your hands on the Switch, but you've just been waiting for that Brazilian Portuguese option. Now you got it, so congratulations. Actually, I, I think I was reading, and I could be wrong on this, 
that the switch actually just barely came out in that area, so that could be why. Yeah, that Brazil is does nuts. have a really kind of weird um, release schedule. I mean, what was it the yeah. the NES didn't even come out there until like the nineties, and wow, Master System was still like a major system going into the two thousands. So. God. Yeah, so and if I'm if I'm wrong on that, send your hate mail to tips at infendo.com. <laughs> or tweet at us at infendo. Yep. That is a thing too. <laughs> or right. just or just tweet at Gentus One because you know the rest of us were. No, wrong. send just it him. to send it to at Gentus Four. Now we've got everybody confused. <laughs> Fantastic. Um let's unconfuse them. I'm assuming that Justin, you don't have anything else to talk about. That was a lot of news. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was kind of, kind of a kind of a, a wall of text there, but um, like this is probably the most um, exciting update mm-hmm. we've had in a while. Yeah. Like they're really adding features, which yeah. you know, like yeah. I said before, like typically they just add some icons and do a few bug fixes. So yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I've already used the screenshot thing several times. There are people that I talk to on a regular basis that have Twitter accounts just so they can upload screenshots and then get them Yo, onto their phone or computer. tweet at us at Gentis4. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because uploading to Twitter gives you a better quality image than uploading to Facebook because mm. Facebook compresses it a lot more. So I would often upload my screenshots to Twitter, download mm. them, delete the post, and then post it to Facebook just to get the better quality. So... When- you know, this is a handy thing, so you can just post to everywhere. When I did a right. Rocket League video, I uploaded, like, 25 30-second clips to Twitter to, to right. be the background video for my for my video. So, yeah. I well, yeah, now you can people. just connect it to your computer, download it straight to your computer, yep. and you're good to go. Well, now I can also just capture card it because I own a capture card. But, yeah, it's still, still good. Still good. Unfortunately, there are still games out there that don't let you capture video because they're Hyrule incredibly, Warriors. They're incredibly stingy. Oh, Hyrule Warriors is one of them. Or, or Smash yeah, Brothers. Not, not Age of Calamity, but the original one. The thing that bothers <sighs> me about Age of Calamity, by the way, is when you do a screenshot or a capture of that, it puts the trademark down on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you can't really use them as nice background images without having that stupid trademark. Yeah. I get it, but come on, people. Come yeah, on. it's annoying. Um, well, since we're already talking about Age of Calamity, Steve, you want to tell us what you've been playing this week? Yeah, I may have finally sunk my teeth into Age of Calamity. Um, really, really enjoying it. Um, it's definitely got some quality of life improvements over the original Hyrule Warriors. Although, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still on the fence of how I feel. I'm enjoying my time with it. I actually think I prefer Age of Calamity to Breath of the Wild at this point in time, um, simply for the fact that it is a more story-driven game, and you really get to know the characters a lot more. Um, I find it really enjoyable to play as the four champions. That's a lot of fun. I've made it that far in the game to where I've got the four of them unlocked. Um, I'm having a really good time. Rivali is a jerk. But man, is he fun to play as. He can glide around the stage and hit targets from a pretty far uh, distance. So that's I get the feeling that Miyamoto has a thing against birds. Because, you know, Falco was always the jerk in Star yep. Fox. 
Maybe maybe he got pooped on a lot. Birds are, <laughs> you know. Birds are jerks, guys. Like, come on. Yeah, we had a blue jay that used to dive bomb a cat that uh, we had when I was young. So, yeah, birds are kind of jerks, really, when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a little... Uh, uh, I didn't think this game was going to be addicting because of the structure of it. It kind of is. Um, the other night when I was playing it, I found myself up till almost 2 a.m. again. Um, because it was like, oh, well, if I can just find one more of these items, I can get that next heart for Zelda's character. So I'd go hunting for one of those items. Um, that's kind of how you do all your upgrades and stuff. It's not nearly as menu-driven as it was last time. Or in the original Hyrule Warriors, it's more um, like quests on the map overworld driven, which um, if anyone played the demo, you kind of saw that in the demo. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying my time with it. I'm not disappointed I bought it at full price. I think I'm going to get, I you know, based on kind of the pacing of the game in the first couple of chapters, um, I see this taking me probably around 100 hours to... Uh, you know, complete, depending on if they release DLC or not. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say about that game. There was something, Lucas, I remember talking to you about it the other day, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, so remember when the expansion pass was announced for Breath of the Wild, and everybody was speculating that we were going to get to play as the champions in a time when Hyrule wasn't destroyed? Yep. This game actually feels like something they could have done as an addition to Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it may have, and this is, again, just me speculating, it's possible that that may have been the original premise for some of the DLC, and then they decided to make it a full game instead, realizing that they had a, uh, you know, another license that they could use to tell that story better. So I almost wonder if that shifted what happened with the DLC for Breath of the Wild a little bit. Because it fits right in, and it's got all the same voice actors have returned um, from the original game, so good and bad depending on. How I was going like to say is that um, is, well, you is also that a good thing. You also have the option to switch to Japanese though, which makes uh-huh. me happy. So yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure like all the original voice actors are back. I only saw the Twitter feed from Nintendo of America. I didn't really look at uh, Japan or Europe. But I do know that all the American voice actors made it back, so I have to assume that carried over to other regions. Well, the demo sounded fine when I played it in Japanese, so that's all I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's everything I've been playing this week, is just Hyrule Warriors. I haven't had a lot of time again this week, but I, I did sink almost 10 hours into that game in um, just a little over a day and a half. So, Jeez. really enjoying it. Well, Justin, have you been playing Hyrule Warriors? I have not, actually. I ended up not buying it. I'm sure I will buy it at some point in the future. Um, But it hasn't been, like, high on my priority list for one reason or another. Um, Surprisingly, I have gotten back into... Well, alright. I have poured some more time into The Witcher 3, and I'm finally beginning to appreciate that game. Um, definitely, if you're playing it on Switch, you're better off playing it handheld because it looks ugly on a big screen TV. Um, 
So that so it helps to be laying in bed and playing it on the little screen while I'm you know just laying there waiting to fall asleep. So I'm starting to really get into it. It still isn't sucking me in the way Breath of the Wild or Red Dead Redemption or um, Skyrim sucked me in as far as open world gaming. But yeah, maybe... if I if I can jump in a little bit here, I was actually looking at The Witcher because it was on sale for Black Friday, and I went on and I I, I checked out like you know is it like Skyrim you know because that's the the open world game of choice for me, and right. they were like they were like no it's much more story driven now they the witcher fanboys man let me tell you they have a they have a nasty little sting in their <laughs> in their replies Real skyrim boy. skyrim is like an ocean pretending to be a puddle whereas the witcher is like a sea vast and infinite with things to do like they Holy witcher, God. yeah yeah witcher fans um seem to think that the witcher is a much more full game that the characters feel very alive that everything is very character based and story based and quest based but they said that you're not going to be able to like go into the world and just explore on your own and find all of this stuff. There's a lot more empty I, space, right? Kind of like yeah, and that's how what I, I'm finding is like with Breath of the Wild, but well, and see the the difference but, between but, but yeah, the difference between Witcher Three and Breath of the Wild or Skyrim or whatever for me is I felt much more um, encouraged yeah, to yeah. explore the world. Yeah. Whereas The Witcher, I'm, you know, I basically feel like I'm following set paths and there's not a whole lot of um, incentive to go off of the path and see what's over there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's partially because of the graphics. Um, you know, it's well, not as pretty to look at, so I'm not as, you know, ooh, look at that thing over there, I wonder what that is. Um, and again, that's the result of playing it on a Switch instead of on a Xbox or high-end PC. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. It's definitely far more character-driven. Um, and, you know, I'm not disliking it. I'm not disappointed in getting it. I'm sure I will put plenty of hours into it. But it isn't, it isn't hitting that Skyrim. It's, it's not quite what you expected it to be. Yeah, they said the best way to play is to just kind of go through select like all the quests and then just go out and like you know take down the bandit camp that you're supposed to go take down go do whatever thing you have to do to kill whatever monster you have to kill like that kind of stuff like it's it's a little bit more like the game is driving you forward it's not it's not so much like the environment that's driving you forward there's like specific quests and things to do that'll push you so that was why i didn't buy it <laughs> i, I yeah, read that and, and i was like because eh. Red Dead Redemption 2 you would think have would have a lot of the same problems because it is very story driven and there you spend a lot of time following a set path but you know with Red Dead Redemption I was constantly when I wasn't on a mission was like huh I wonder what's over in this corner of the map mm -hmm. or you know I wonder what happens if I go over there or does this character have a mission for me like there was there was much more incentive and maybe Witcher will expand the more I play it because I found Skyrim to be lacking for the first few hours and it wasn't until you know I reached probably maybe the five or ten hour mark that it really started to hit its stride for me but um you know I'm still sticking with it but oddly enough the other game that I have um been putting quite a bit of time into the past week is Super Mario Maker 2 um, and I've actually been playing the story mode uh, stages in that quite a bit. And I don't know why, I just really felt like playing a Mario game, but I didn't want to play 
you know, like, I can't play Super Mario Brothers 35 in bed because, you know, it's too intense. Um, so, and I, I have fond memories of those story mode missions because the weekend that game came out was the last time I was in New Mexico. Or maybe it was the time before. Anyway, it was one of the times I was in New Mexico. And my flight got grounded for 14 and a half hours. So Mario Maker 2 got me through that stretch. And, you know, I'm in an airport, so I don't really have access to get online. So what did I do? I basically played through the entire story sitting in an airport. So I have very fond memories of those levels, actually. Yeah, and they're good levels. I mean, it really is kind of a, a... A Mario game within a Mario within Mario Maker, like it doesn't feel like oh here's a bunch of cobbled together levels. Like they're really well thought out and really kind of give you ideas for oh hey here's something that I never thought mm-hmm. to do. It's a drastic difference from playing the player made levels, <laughs> where it's just like an utter crapshoot. You're either gonna get a really good made level, or you're gonna get some like you know Kaizo Mario Celeste type oh. thing. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, screw that. Yeah, like, I haven't played any of the online levels in a long time. In fact, when I booted it up, I'm getting all sorts of notifications on the stages that I've uploaded. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I forgot that this whole online component exists. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's really been most of what I've been playing. Um, honestly, I probably spent more time looking at the uh, eShop than actually playing games because I have lots of money in my Nintendo account, specifically waiting for all of the Black Friday sales. And now I'm just looking at all of the Black Friday sales thinking, do I really want to spend this money on this well, game? Well, you're, you're down to a couple hours as of the recording of the show. Yep, most five, of five hours remaining on most of these sales. And I'm like, do I really want to? Yeah. Like, like, in particular, I'm, our, I'm eyeing uh, Manifold Garden which, you know, really interested me when I saw the trailer, but oh, do I really want to spend 16 bucks on it? And do I really want to spend $20 to get the Aftermath expansion to Mortal Kombat 11, a game I almost never play? And like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was too, right? Like, I looked into The Witcher, I looked into another game called The Outer Worlds. Um, yeah, that's on my wish list too. <laughs> I, I was hoping that there was going to be like a Skyrim-y type game out there, but neither one of those really quite scratches that itch, you know? So I was like, yeah, I'm probably good. I don't really need anything right now. Monster Hunter comes out in like three months, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another one. Mon- with Monster Hunter, um, you wow. know, Generations Ultimate oh. <laughs> constantly going on sale. I'm like, oh, I really should get this game and find oh, yeah. out what I everybody th- loves about Monster but, Hunter. But, but nobody's going to be. Alone. Well, and nobody's going to be playing it in three months because we're going to get Rise. So, like, well, yeah. exactly. And and you know, what the hell's the point? You know, by the time I want, mm-hmm. by the time I'm ready to dip my toe into that one, no one's going to be playing that either. So, I think I've just pretty much written off Monster Hunter as a not for me sort of game. <laughs> So while we're talking about that, I actually did buy some games on sale. Um, I redeemed some gold coins to get Unravel 2 for free. I finally brought, bought Catherine Fullbody. Nice. I bought Undertale, and I bought Darksiders Genesis, and I bought Child of Light. Jeez. So <laughs> I actually did take advantage of the sale and put a bunch of games on my backlog that I'm never going to play. Because <laughs> I'm playing Hero Warriors. Thing. Then I've got Skyrim, and then Monster Hunter comes out in March, like Lucas said. I've got so many games that, like, 
that I really, really want to play, but never am going to find the time to play. Well, and I'm like, do I want to spend more time or more money on more games that I have no time to play? <laughs> and then if I can interject real quick, um, Doom no. uh, Eternal was announced this week. So it comes out on my birthday, December mm-hmm. 8th. So oh, I'll I be buying that, that and not playing it. No, yeah, no well, his birthday so, was canceled. Yeah, it was. COVID <laughs> ruined my birthday. No, um, they can't. They did cancel the physical release of Doom Eternal, but it is coming out digital only. Okay, that makes sense. So, and there's also a Tetris 99 tournament this weekend to get a Mario All Stars theme from the Super Nintendo version of Mario All Stars. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. I have been about a half of a trigger away from finally pulling it on No More Heroes. Been wanting to buy that game for a while. I considered Um, that one too. Yeah. But I don't think it's for me. Yeah, I really want to try both of them before the third one comes out. But I just haven't quite made the dive yet. Because, you know, um, as you're going to find out when I talk about the games I've been playing here, it's not much, you know? I've been kind of doing other stuff. Um, so, yeah, really the, the only game of note that I even have to talk about is Pokemon again. And there's really not that much to say there. Um, Pokemon Go had a SEAL event just, um, last night, actually, where, uh, for an hour, SEAL was more common. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try to get a shiny SEAL, because that's something I don't have yet, and I like SEALs, so... Um, I, I took off at like 6.20, 20 minutes into the event. I drove down to the park near my house. I was like lurking back and forth through like the different spawn points where I know like, you know, 30, 40, 50 of them spawn. And right at the end of the night, like 12 minutes before the event canceled, I found a shiny. So that felt nice. Good. Yeah. Um, have not been as lucky in my pursuit to get a shiny Ultra Beast by doing the um, Ultra whatever adventures thing, Dynamax Adventures. Guys, I have done 225 successful hunts for this Faramosa Pokemon. So you're 1.25 over the odds. Yeah, the odds are 1 in 100. I've done 225 of them. I've done 22 of Zerkatry. Also haven't found him yet. But yeah, it hurts. Like I, I'll, I, I find the way I do it is I'll do a bunch of them all at once. Like I'll marathon it for like, like I'll wake up. It'll be like a Saturday morning, and I'll be like, "All right, let's go. Let's hit it hard. Let's do it." And I'll, I'll sit down. I'll do it for hours, and I'll get through like 15, 20, 25 of these hunts, and then like a few days later, I'll be like, "I can't do this anymore. I got to take a break." and i might get like one done a night or something but like man it is a lot i really looking forward to finally like pulling out this splinter as it were and getting this thing so yeah that'll happen someday in my life but obviously not yet maybe it'll happen after gen 9 comes out yeah maybe Well, and I gotta say, like, going back, because, again, the only other thing I've really been playing is Pokemon Go. And Eugene's not here to talk about it tonight, so it's my responsibility. Um, yeah, we gotta get that tag. They they backpedaled on all the stuff that they got rid of. You know, the, the incense is back for, a, you know, a, an hour at a time. It makes Pokemon pop up in rapid succession again, so I'm right back into it. Like, it's a, it's a you know, it's a really fun time. Um, I just, I really am enjoying this game. For the first time since it came out. Like, I played it a little bit here and there, 
And I had that period last year where I was like, how do I make friends, though? And I, like, you know, booted it up for a mm-hmm. while trying to get into it that way. But I'm I'm actually, like, really enjoying it since I started playing again last August. And I haven't I haven't done that in a while. So, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm really into it. I've almost got my Shadow Aerodactyl maxed out. So he's going to get a level boost and I can get him up to 2,500 so he'll be able to take on the Ultra League battles. Then I'm going to start oh, working nice. on my Shadow Mewtwo and I'll have my three Shadow Pokemon back-to-back that I can use to take people out. Like it, it's just it's fun, you know. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So, and, and that's kind of really all I've got to say. There's really not much more to it than that. It's um, I've I've kind of got an unlikely friend in Heather, Eugene's wife. Now, when I play mm-hmm. this game, because she's really into it, like she'll go on with Eugene's phone and like do a bunch of catches and stuff. They just unveiled the uh, Kalos Pokemon this morning. So she was yep. running around the house while I was on a meeting with Eugene for work, talking about all the Kalos Pokemon and stuff. But, like, I'll shoot her a message, and I'll be like, hey, I just got this thing. And she'll be like, hey, I just got this thing. They had the uh, the Nidoran event this weekend where you could get shiny male and female Nidorans. I got a shiny female. She got a shiny male. I think Eugene also got, like, one shiny male. So oh, nice. between, between the three of us, we couldn't even get both of them each. But, you know. Um, yeah, no, it's it's fun when you have people to, like, share the experience with, like anything is. Um, lastly, a game that I will not be sharing an experience with anybody over is Splatoon, but I did boot that up last night just to check out my character and swap out some gear and see how I looked and everything. Um, I want to play Splatoon again. I've been, I've been itching to do some Splatoon, so I think I'm going to go back into that and I'll, I'll definitely be on my own because there, like nobody else is playing that anymore. Um, except for that one guy that I know. Like, is it Kayudai? <laughs> I forget. Yeah. I, I forget. I think oh, it's yeah. Kayudai. Oh, yeah, Mr. Like 2,000 Hours. Yeah, he's got like 2,000 Hours. He's like S plus on Splatoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. completely intimidating. But um, but no, I just like, I've been, I've been kind of wanting to dive into that. I hope that everybody that's left isn't just a bunch of hardcore players who are going to kick my butt. Like, I'm hoping that enough people just enjoy playing the game casually and I'll be able to have fun online. But I guess I'll, you know, find out when I play. But yeah. Well, that's... hopefully, hopefully, come like the middle of January, you're still into that. Yeah. Because I, that's not a game I can play in handheld because of the gyro controls. Yeah. So once I have a, you know, dock to connect my main switch to again. Yeah. I would like to jump back into that with you. But, cool. You know, we're kind of about to start a remodel and in our living room, so you know we're about to not have a TV. For those of you keeping so. track at home, yes, this is the second Christmas in a row that Steve has had a huge remodel going on in his house. In fact, so happy about today it. is the one-year mark since we started the original remodel. Today, December second, 2020. Fantastic. Well, yeah, no, I, uh, I'd i like to give Splatoon a try. I actually prefer playing in handheld myself. I find the, the motion control a little bit easier to do when I can move the whole screen, but that's just me. Um, and I think that's just all the games we've been playing and all the news we've been doing. So I, I think in lieu of taking a break like we usually do, I'll just ask one of you guys who is active in our Discord, do we have any question block questions? or We do. We have right. one question from Train by Day. And it goes, which is ironic because we all have one in some form. For those of you that have a VR system, what mm-hmm. is a hidden gem VR game? We've all heard of Beat Saber and Super Hot. Any treasures you can share? Thanks, guys. I'm going to lead right off 
with the only reason I have a VR is for Beat Saber. Um, <laughs> for those of you that remember uh, Phantom, um, longtime patron of ours, um, he sold me his PlayStation VR when he got his Oculus Quest. He's the, I've got like a boxing game, I've got some adventure game. The only game that has ever entered my PlayStation for VR is Beat Saber. So I do not have an answer for you. Well, I do have an answer for you because I played a game. Um, those of you who, who listened to the show from way back in the day may remember one of our older listeners who isn't really around anymore, Phantom. Um, and back when we used to play games together... Um, we used to play this one called Drop Dead, which is basically just like an arcade zombie survival game. It, it, single player, it's an on-rails zombie shooter, but um, in multiplayer, it's just the two of you standing back-to-back shooting zombies as they pop out of crevices oh, cool. and get harder and harder. It is a fun game I to remember play with you, t- you guys talking about that, actually. Yeah, we always wanted to get more people on board. We never played with more than just the two of us, but... Um, yeah, like like if I if I ever get a chance to, to game with him again, I'd love to go back to that game because it was so much fun. Um, the other one that's not bad is Sports Scramble, actually, which I don't know what it's on, but I have it on Oculus. It's kind of like Wii Sports for VR. It has a bunch of um, like like wacky modes and stuff. Like you can play baseball with like a pool noodle yeah. and stuff like that. You can also just play baseball. Um, you can do like a bowling race, and you can also just play bowling. Um, you know that kind of. There's tennis too. It's a uh, it's a cool game. I like that one a lot. So yeah, I would say Sports Scramble is one you should check out. That's a good single player one. Do you? And Drop Dead is fun if you have a friend. Do you remember the fishing game that he used to talk about? I know it's not on PSVR. Oh, I want to say. Otherwise, I would own it. I want to say it was real fishing, like yes, R E L. Yeah. Real fishing. That would be another one that I would recommend if you want a good fishing game. Because he always said it was really amazing, but it's not on my VR. Yeah, of course. Of course, I, I'm sitting here like um, in the Oculus um, app, like, okay, so what do I need to put in my wish list now? Um, <laughs> um, so I have actually uh, um, got the side quest going on with my Oculus, which mm-hmm. allows you to sideload applications that aren't you know officially purchased from the store. Um, and one of the one of the apps that I managed to find is a Virtual Boy emulator. Yes, so that I remember is, you talking about this. Yeah, that is definitely um, worth uh, getting an Oculus and and or you know whatever your headset of choice and getting you know the ability to sideload applications because I mean it is the full three D. Uh, Virtual Boy experience. You just download the ROMs. They're easy enough to find. There aren't very many of them. They don't take up a lot of space. Um, and, you know, it's... You can change the color so you don't have to look at it in all red. Obviously, the screen quality is leaps and bounds better than the original Virtual Boy. Then I'm finally able to play these old games that, you know, I haven't been able to play because my Virtual Boy's broken. Um... Besides that, the only... Let's see. Um, I don't know if this is really a hidden gem. I know Beat Saber gets most of the credit. Um, Autica is another great um, music-based rhythm game uh, from... I believe it's by Harmonix, actually. And uh, somebody described it as if uh, B 
Beat Saber is Luke Skywalker, Autica is Han Solo. Because uh, <laughs> you're basically oh, shooting cool. at targets instead of, you know, nice. smashing them. It's a little harder because whereas Beat Saber, you know, you've got an alley, and so you can track the, you know, the targets as they come at you. Right. With Autica, you have to kind of learn the song and learn the patterns because you don't get a whole lot of warning before the targets show up. But um, once you kind of get the hang of it, it's it's just as engaging as Beat Saber can be. And just like Beat Saber, you can, you know, load your own custom songs to it. Do you know if that's exclusive to Quest, if that game is exclusive to Quest? I am not sure. I know it is on Quest. I don't know if it's okay. exclusive. I'll have uh, to get being... that name from you after the show. Yeah, being a harmonics game, I'm guessing it probably isn't, but... Probably. Uh, the And there was one other that I wanted to mention. Oh, um, uh, Oculus has these VR experiences that are pretty cool. Um, I've got a couple on my wish list right now, but the one that I already have is an International Space Station, uh, which is really cool. You basically get to explore the, you know, ISS in zero gravity virtual reality and you can grab a hold of things and pull yourself across it can actually get really disorienting and i got sick playing at one time um you can also do uh you know a spacewalk where you can get outside of the iss and kind of float around outside which again is also disorienting but awe-inspiring like you really feel like you're floating in space so, um, in fact, probably, um, when, when this show is over, I'm going to pull out my Oculus and play some of these games, um, and just kind of one last addendum, uh, YouTube for, for VR, because they do have VR videos, and <laughs> it's just a trip being able to ride Disney rides in my living room, <laughs> or bedroom, just sit there and, and be surrounded by all the sights and sounds. I'll add um, one more to the list as well, and this is by no means an underground game or anything, but um, if you, again, if you have friends to play it with, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is a really fun party game. That's on my wish list, but I don't I don't have friends to play it with, so. It's It's got kind of a, almost a Mario Party minigame kind of vibe to it, where basically, like, one player has, well, one player has the headset on, and they're looking at the bomb. And everyone else has like the the manual to defuse the bomb, so it's yeah. like they're they're you're just trying to describe a bomb, and you're like okay, they're, they're like you gotta find the the purple wire, and I'm like there are no purple wires. There's a blue <laughs> wire, there's a red wire, and there's a green wire. No, it's gonna be a purple wire. There's no purple wire. Oh wait, maybe that's yellow. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They but, do have that on uh, on Switch, I believe, as well. I don't know if it's yeah. as good on Switch. Or yeah, I, I wouldn't really know. I guess you would do it with, like, the uh like You would do it in handheld mode, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I'm guessing the other uh, players are on, like, their phones or something? You can do it on your phone, or there's actually, like, a physical book that I... When I played it at my friend's house, they had, like, the booklet. I don't know where they got that from, but hmm. maybe they hmm. printed it out and, like, stapled it themselves. But, yeah. Um, and also, I should mention, you know, because I've been playing a lot of it, that Phasmophobia game that I like is also in VR. I'm yeah. way too much of a chicken to ever play that, you know, in VR, but maybe you're not, and maybe you'll, uh, you know, survive that. So that would be cool. But, um, yeah, that's that's really kind of it, I guess. And that's really kind of it for the show, I think. 
Yeah. We made it through an entire Eugene-less episode, which <laughs> is incredible. Um, there won't be any of those, like, you know, in-between segments where we go, like, hey, go on to Patreon and give us money because we're not doing this live. Wow. But or, unless Eugene will. decides to edit them in, I... in which case we won't know until it comes out. Yeah, somehow I suspect there won't be, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm talking over myself right now. Who knows? The important <laughs> thing is we'll be back to normal next week, and yep. without, without really spoiling anything, we've also kind of got some ideas for how to make the show a little bit better in 2021, yeah. so stay tuned for that because we've got some uh, some things in the work. We yeah, want to and... We want to do some things. On that, if you want to suggest something that you would mm -hmm. like to see on the show, if you go to the Infendo Discord, we actually have a suggestion box channel. Um, we will read and take to heart every one of those suggestions. You're darn skippy we will, Steve. But for now, we are going to get out of here. We don't have to say our goodbyes because we do all that plug-in at the start of the show. We'll see you guys next week. See Peace. you real soon. Bye-bye! We love our producers over at Infendo, and now it's even easier and cheaper to become one. Head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio to become a producer today. <laughs>